There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Has it been more than five months since you've had any action? How many months? Five. Five. 20 weeks. Yes. No. Because evidently that is the that is the point. Five months is the point where you've officially hit a sexual dry spell. But five? If five months. Now, if you qualify, don't worry because you're not alone, you know. I mean, in your 20s, isn't it like five hours? And then it feels like a dry spell. <laughs> so five, mu- five months if you're in a relationship is a really long time. There's no shame in that. 28% of American adults are currently in a dry spell. How many? 28%. 28%. And that's of all adults, not just ones like in a relationship. That is everybody. Wow. American adults. Okay. Here are six more stats from the survey. The average spell, the average dry spell lasts about 11 months. I would say I remember sometimes when I was like super, you know, into school or work that I think that you just would go through that. And you're like, oh my God, I haven't even realized it's been... Five months since I've hooked up with him. Time any flies. Kind of, there's kind of like a tipping point, you know, if you go so long without it. It's like in the beginning, it's like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to die. But then you hit the tipping point and you just kind of go numb from the waist down. What? Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> you just you don't think about it as much. Use it or lose it, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you just it, it doesn't it's it's not. In every thought. Maybe that's not the same for men. Maybe it's a little bit different for men because I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. I'm curious if you like if like if you're loving yourself like uh, that counts as, you know, satisfying the need. Right. As a you know, I personally I don't know how men are or any of that other stuff. But if you're, you know, love thyself. Well, you're good. I think if you're talking in, in this context. I I think that they mean sex with another person. Yeah. Now, if you talk about when you bring up the differences between men and women, they say the average dry spell lasts 10 months for men, 12 for women. And the top causes have to do with relationship troubles. Mm-hmm. So these are people that are not necessarily single, not being focused on sex, like Fritchie was saying, being in maybe a long-distance relationship, or simply having a busy work schedule. 
Yeah, Being and I would tired. I would also add tired, right. um adding a child to that mix because sure. I know like in the beginning when we first had Penelope, I don't even know how long it was until we did that. Well, for medically the first you time. had to, right. Well, medically I think you have to wait like six to eight weeks. But even then, I mean if you know, our baby had some reflux and colic and it was like if we touch each other, yeah, this could happen again. Right. And we would have another baby. So we're on a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh listen, it's you're not alone. Twenty eight percent of Americans are going through one right now. The average American will go through four sexual dry spells in their life. Uh, a dry spell is not necessarily a bad thing. There's no shame in it. 49% of Americans actually think that sexual dry spells can be beneficial. 27% say they've come out of it with a better understanding of who they are. 26% got to spend more time with friends. And uh, about as many said it actually saved them a lot of money. <laughs> mm. What were they spending money on? The date leading up to the, you know. Uh, the seduction can yeah. get expensive. <laughs> That's hilarious. So there you go. I will say the first time that you relationize out of the dry spell, after that it's like game on. I forgot how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, there is also a general consensus on what outer beauty is in our society. But researchers asked 1,600 women what inner beauty is. According to the results, here are the top 10 signs you're beautiful on the inside. I suppose, I'm guessing they're talking about, these women are talking about both men and women. You are kind and treat people well. You're honest. People feel comfortable around you. You're happy in general. You can laugh at yourself. You're happy being being yourself around other people. You stand up for other people. You don't judge people just because they're different. You know when someone needs a shoulder. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We're to cry on and you can admit when you're wrong or make a mistake. A few more that just missed the top 10 are caring about the environment being optimistic and actively encouraging others to pursue their dreams. I would like to add in there, empathy is always a good one. Being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand what maybe is not understandable in Mm -hmm. your shoes, you know? Yep. All good stuff. Meanwhile, science may have finally figured out why drunk people feel the need to eat an entire pizza or order everything Mm -hmm. off of the Taco Bell menu, and it's not just because your inhibitions are lowered. Uh, this new study with mice found that binge drinking might actually activate the same part of your brain as binge eating. Did they get these mice drunk? Yeah, I'm hammered. Cinderella! Three drunk mice. <laughs> so when you drink a lot, it makes you want to eat a lot, too. They also think binge eating can lead to more binge drinking for the same reason, which is interesting because binge drinking and obesity have both been on the rise in the U.S., so it is possible those two trends are linked. 
Well, if we're going to talk about food, let's just go for it. What's better, cake or pie? Cake. Pie. (laughs) Pie, cake. Well, you no longer have to decide anymore because birthday cake-flavored Cool Whip now exists. Just toss it on top of some pie and boom, both flavors. They haven't officially announced it yet, but it's already popping up in stores. It basically looks like pink whipped cream with sprinkles mixed in. And the reviews are actually pretty good. Cool Whip released two other flavors last year, an official Oreo version and one that tastes like brownies. So uh, I guess making your dessert taste like other desserts is kind of a trend now. Do you, do you uh, here's a question about your kids and education and the differences between the educational landscape today versus how it was maybe when you were a kid. Do you want your kids to learn cursive? Yes. It'd be nice. I think I, having a signature, I think, is cool. I agree with you. Uh, some people think it's just an outdated skill at this point. 14 states, only 14 states in the U.S. still require kids to learn it. I think it's getting brought back more now what's, than what's it all was. all new again? Like it left, and then I think that it's something that has been brought back to the education system. It went away because, well, no one writes checks or letters anymore, it seems. And it's all about auto pay and texting now. But there are benefits to learning cursive. Studies are beginning to show that teaching kids cursive helps them develop their motor skills. And writing things down also reinforces what you just learned. Mm. So... A new survey asked 3,000 adults if they still think it's a valuable skill to have, and more than half said yes. 60% say they learned cursive in school, and they still find it useful to this day. And 3% never learned cursive, but they wish they had. Don't you feel like you have to learn it in order to be able to read old stuff? Yeah, like what if you Absolutely. find a love letter that your grandpa yeah, sent to your right. great-grandma like from you know the 1920s, and you're like, I would like to know what this says. Right. I feel I'll like it's you. just one of those skills that maybe it will eventually go away, but you sh- it's like history. It's like not learning history. You know, you have to learn the old stuff. Well, not that you can't get a reprint, but it would be nice to be able to read the U.S. Constitution. Yes. Yeah. You know? mm. My mom does a lot of genealogy research, and she'll go back, and, you know, you're reading handwritten, oh, yeah. handwritten census records from the 1800s or, right. the, or the 1400s and baptism records, and she'll show me print-offs that she's got from this. You know, you go to the library and look this stuff up. <laughs> That cursive is All very, cursive. Different, very different than our cursive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I've found stuff even more recent than that, just looking into the genealogy of my own family going back to the 40s and 50s. They were still handwriting them back then in mm-hmm. some jurisdictions. Uh, let's see. Here's a weird question. If you could live your life over again, would you choose to be born a man or a woman? Ooh. In other words... Would you want to experience what it's like to be the opposite sex or stick with what you know? Do I get to know everything I know as a woman and live as a man? Uh, Do you get to I don't know. That's a lifetime. Good, yeah. That's a good question to have something to compare it to. Yeah. Because that's the only way that it would really be beneficial, right? Yeah. I, I just kind of look at uh, Jeff's life. <laughs> Kind of compared to what I got going on. And? And I think, you know, 
There's something to be said for being a dude. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Would you want to know what it's like to live like a woman? Are you just in? I want certain aspects of it, I think. Well, it's interesting. It's all about perspective because myself included, a lot of men I know look at women and we think, boy, ladies, you got it easy. You know, <laughs> it is the perception. I know this is not correct. But it is sometimes our perception that life can be easier based on your charm, your good looks, your feminine wiles. And I know that's not reality, Mm -hmm. but, you know, there is that perception that given the right equipment, you could really make it work for yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, so you would want to come back as a woman only if you were guaranteed to be good looking. (laughs) Again. (laughs) You would have to be attractive and, and yes, sexy and know how to work it. Yeah, I guess. Is that what you're, I mean, is that I, what you're I, I kind of am, yeah. Like I mean, what you're saying. well, look, I'm thinking of this for the first time right okay. now. I'm, I'm in the moment. I'm processing this right now. You haven't thought it through. <laughs> because I want to be a hot chick. It is so easy for a guy to look at a woman and say, man, you know, this woman, like she's, she's, she's got all these issues and she's got all these Man, if I were her, I could so make that work. But we don't know what's driving her, and we don't know what she's experiencing and what she's feeling. So when you're presented with the choice of, would you want to live a life in someone else's shoes, it's hard to make that determination when you don't know what you're going to be feeling, what your chemistry, it's what your psychological makeup. It's to not answer. No. no. I want to do the aspects of men that that like make me jealous. Like when I'm at the Bengals game and I have to use the nasty portalette and I'm trying to like hover and hold my beer. Like I would love to be able to just pee standing up in that thing. It's the greatest thing. You, know and you don't mean? have to like touch anything. Aspects of you, like yeah. you guys, I mean, get paid more. I would love to be able to get paid more without having to really super try hard. It's well, great. hopefully by the next life cycle, <laughs> we'll have that fixed and it won't be an issue. Right. By the time I agree with the you. option to come For back sure. as a man or a woman. Yeah. That would be nice. I know. A recent survey, they asked over 2,000 people, you know, what would you you want to do? Would you want to just stick with what you know, or would you like to try out the opposite sex? We're a little surprised at how many people would not want to change it up. Only 10% of women said that they would want to be born a man, and just 8% of men would want to be born a woman. Now, the 22% of people in the survey said they weren't sure. I almost don't think it would be worth it if you wouldn't have your previous experience to draw upon. Correct. You know? I would do it. Come back as a woman? Yeah. I mean, life's pretty good now. I like being a dude. Yeah. But I think it might be fun. But here's the other thing. and I, You know, I had that thought, too. I thought, yeah, I would probably do it. But I was doing it with the assumption that I would come back with this exact same personality, just in a woman's body. <laughs> but I give you guys oh, like your first, you know. What would like, that be like? That's what I'm trying. I wouldn't to have imagine. many female friends, probably. No, <laughs> you wouldn't have very many female friends. She's one of those women that other women just don't like. Yeah. But what about when you have your period and you guys start uh, yeah, getting that's cramps? The, that's the scariest and part. Me going. You're to the... gonna be pregnant and have to give birth. No. Whoa. 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 I didn't. <laughs> say i was no i'm not yeah. doing that yeah you're well guess what have a period and cramps. yeah you're, you can't avoid that part yeah oh, i'll do i mean if i gotta live through the period and the cramps i can't help that but i can help getting pregnant like if you were to look at a woman <laughs> yeah. pick out a woman that we would all know 
who you look at her life and say, if I came back as a woman, that would be the life I would want to have. Savannah Guthrie. Oh, God. She's rich. <laughs> well, she has her period, and she's had a couple of babies. She's had two kids at the age of 42, 40 and 42, I think. Well, you'd never know it. Yeah, but she works hard <laughs> to get that life, buddy. Can know. you imagine what he would eat when he was pregnant? <laughs> It'd be pretty have, incredible. Jeff would, your legs. Jeff would set a record. He'd gain 150 pounds. Yeah, and you have to shave your legs every day and your armpits. Imagine if you came back as a goodies. woman as hairy as you are now. Well, then it's then I don't even want to bother. If that's how it's going to be, if I'm coming back as hairy as I am now, what's right. the point? <laughs> you guys are imagine ruining all the this for me. Seriously, <laughs> I know you're totally ruining this experiment. I'm sorry, you would have to leave your house. You would not be able to sit around all day and play with your boobs. <laughs> well, then forget it. Then <laughs> I am done. This is stupid. <laughs> I mean, you know, I follow Savannah Guthrie on Instagram, and by following her on Instagram, you would think she is living the perfect charm. Life. Yeah. Oh, she is. But that's true for everybody I follow on yeah. Instagram. But you well, know thanks. what? That, there's a lot of stuff they don't show you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's a good question, though. <laughs> Jeff, he would. He'd be sitting at home all day going. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. He's gonna be. He'll be pondering this for the rest of the day. We'll get an update tomorrow. No, I was thinking about uh, Dustin Hoffman was being interviewed, and he was talking about that role he played on Tootsie back in the eighties. Oh, so, such a great movie. Yeah. So Tootsie is a, it was called Tootsie, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a nineteen eighties movie that uh, he won tons of awards. I think he may have even gotten an Oscar for it. Remember that song, Stephen Bishop? Oh, yeah, I love it. It might be you. Uh, they, they it's scary that I know the title. It might be you. I don't know anything about oh, this movie. What was it? All right, watch this movie. So the movie is about a, he's about a guy who's an uh, he's an actor. He can't seem to get work. He he's he's very good. Uh, he even he, teaches. He even teaches. Yeah. He's respected. He just can't get jobs. And I forget what the circumstances were because it's been so long since I've seen the movie. One of his. I just saw it recently. Yeah. Okay. So one of one of the women that he teaches goes for this role at a soap opera and she doesn't even get a reading for it and she's like devastated upset and he's just had it so he dresses up as a woman and goes on the same audition audition okay and gets the part ah. so now and they have no idea that he is a she that, that or she that she is, is a, a he. he sorry right yeah and he is he she is this huge hit. I mean, she's just obviously not the most attractive woman because it's Dustin Hoffman as a woman. And people just fall in love with her and fall in love with the character. Meanwhile, she's falling in love with one of her co-stars. Oh. Dustin Hoffman falls in love with one of her co- his co-stars. Okay. Okay. Oh, and yeah. so of course it all ends up blowing up. But like Mrs. Doubtfire, kind of. It is very Mrs. Doubtfire, and this woman that he. But falls it's not in as love over with. the top. No, 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 no. And this woman that he falls in love with, her father falls in love with him. And oh, it's yeah. just, it's all kinds of twisted and messed up and crazy. Yeah, but it's a really entertaining movie. It's a great movie. And Dustin Hoffman was talking about when he was preparing for the role, he was trying to kind of embody and get into the, he really wanted character. to get into the character. And so he went to the best makeup artist in Hollywood and he said, all right, let's try this out. Let's try this on for size. Make me a woman. And so he spent hours in the makeup chair, and it looked amazing. Like, you couldn't even recognize him. He looked like a woman. And he said, that is fantastic. Now make me look beautiful. 
Uh, and they said, we already did. Uh, this is as good as it's going to yeah, yeah. get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're working with your bone structure. And I mean, this is, this is it. We've done everything we can. And he just had this moment where he understood what it's like to be a woman not feeling beautiful, not feeling yeah. pretty, wanting. And so that was... The, After you've done all that work and right. you're still and hours and this is feel, as good yeah. as it's going to get. That's and having that uh, body insecurity was the first sort of raw emotion he felt as he was researching that role. It was interesting. Hmm. It's funny, too, because there's a scene in the movie where he's shooting the soap opera and one of the directors is like... Zoom in or get a close up, and like five people in the booth go, Not too close! <laughs> <laughs> Not too close! Yeah, it's pretty funny. You got to watch it. It's it a good movie. Great. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.